Hello and welcome to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeika. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here. We are loaded up and ready to go for a college football episode of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. We've got tons of college football stuff to go over. We're obviously talking kind of the fallout of this Michigan investigation. We've got Michigan-Penn State. We're talking some of the top four, five, six teams in the country. Got some news and notes coming out of the big weekend. Uh, We're also talking the big James Harden trade that we completely missed last week because I'm a bad host of this show. And then we're talking some AEW as well. So lots of stuff coming your way today, guys. Want to thank you guys all so much for the support. Make sure you guys are tuning in to the newest series by the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast, the Knockout Hour, hosted by my man, uh, the Merc, so Mike Merkel, and a host of his gangly friends. Gangly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we are gangly. I didn't want to say true. Mary. I didn't think that was fair. Kyle's pretty gangly. So. Yeah, he is kind of gangly. <laughs> hey, the rest of them are pretty gangly. Yeah, so there that's you go. Fine. Um, knockout Hour doing great numbers for us. Uh, really appreciate Mike stepping up to the plate, putting out another new series for us. Um, I'm hearing some good reviews so far from it. Mm -hmm. I've seen some people really reacting positively. So make sure you guys are tuning into that for all of your UFC coverage. Um, Obviously, if you guys want to support the show, best way to do it, go to I'mAlwaysWritePC.com. Go to our contact page. Go to our merch store. uh, Buy the shirts while you still can while we're trying to find a new purveyor of that. Make sure you guys use our code ALWAYSWRITE for 20% off a Righteous Fell and Craft Jerky and 15% off of Swift Lifestyles Energy Drink products. Um, That's the best way to support the show as well as making sure you are liking and subscribing to the show wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon, Spotify, Wherever we there are podcasts, we are there. And if we're not there, be sure to let us know. Go to our contact page or email us at iarbroadcastmedia at gmail.com. Let us know uh, so we can be there uh, on your favorite streaming platform. Okay, enough shilling, Mike. Let's get right to it. Uh, Michigan, the fallout. Before we get to the game and any of that stuff, Mike, um, we've kind of held off on talking about the Michigan investigation, the whole sign stealing thing. And I, and I, the reason for that is, is that we really kind of wanted to wait and see how everything shook out before we started making, you know, comments and going to Twitter and all that jazz. Um, obviously kind of the results of this extremely expedited, uh, investigation by the big 10, they've decided to suspend Jim Harbaugh for the next three weeks, including the Penn state game, um, where he will be allowed to coach during practice, but he cannot be on the sidelines. That's as of now. Uh, Michigan is already trying to file an injunction to kind of block that or a restraining order um, to kind of you know, hold that judgment off. So obviously we'll see that kind of the progression of that over the next couple of days once the courts open back up because they conveniently did it on the week where Veterans Day had everything shut down. <laughs> um, but so the Big Ten kind of pushes down there their ruling, I guess. Everybody who hates Michigan thinks it's not enough. Everybody's Michigan fans thinks this is bullcrap. You know, I don't want to get into that. What I do want to get into, though, Mike, is where do you think this is heading? Do you think it's going to be a situation where Michigan's going to be able to hold this off enough? Assuming their their motions go through, this is all of a sudden turning into a legal show. Um, do you think that Harbaugh is going to be on the sidelines for Ohio State? That's that's really mm-hmm. the hundred. That's the hundred million dollar question. Is he going to be on the sideline? Uh, at home against OSU? Yeah, I don't think he will. Okay, I think. Uh, I think it'd be 
awesome TV if he is. Oh, my God, yes. Especially like, if he misses Maryland next week. Yeah, if he misses Maryland, and then he somehow gets onto that field for... I hope he has his own entrance by himself. I like do, too. Undertaker time, like, but bong, and then he it, walks it out. It would be so awesome <laughs> just to have, like... Harbaugh and Day across the field from each other, yeah. and there's just like this alternate hatred for each other. Yeah, like it really feels like that rivalry would be back. Yeah, like heavy dose. Yeah, well, like, especially because Michigan's already accusing Ohio State and Purdue and a couple other schools uh-huh. of doing their own kind of sign stealing thing against Michigan mm-hmm. and sharing information and doing all that stuff. So there's a lot of jabs back and forth. Yeah. You know, where it's just, you know, the built, you know, born on third, think they got their way there to Ryan Day being like, we're super tough, and then showing you're not very super tough. And then, yeah. then it goes, no, I am super tough, Lou Holtz. You know, all <laughs> yeah, that. It's really fun. Um, so you don't think, at the end of the day, you don't think Michigan's legal action is going to be enough, you don't think, to kind of keep him on there? Or do you think it's going to no. be a situation where they go, you know what, just screw it. Just go win the games, and then he'll be back for the play, for the Big Ten Championship. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of in the ballpark I'm at, where yeah. it's like, he, I think they'll win. Oh, did I talk to him? Yeah, we're good. Sorry about that, guys. So you're going to see about a two-second blip there of my uh, our our Audacity program kind of flaked out on me. Back to what Mike yeah. was saying, though. Do you think they're going to win OSU kind of regardless? Yeah, I kind of I gotta think they'll beat Maryland and yeah. Ohio State regardless, I think. And then the suspension only goes until the end of the regular season. Right. So Big Ten Championship, he'll be there. I think college football playoffs, mm-hmm. if, if they're in there, mm-hmm. they'll be in there. Mm-hmm. And then I think any kind of legal action or anything will happen in the offseason. Yeah, I'm I'm fascinated to kind of see what they do. Um, I don't know whether or not, like, this Penn State game was a game where it's like, okay, we feel pretty confident that we can go into Penn State and win. You know, I am cautiously optimistic about this Maryland game like I, I I don't love I don't like playing a team that has some sort of capability in between Penn State and Ohio State it's like the most most trap game of trap games ever you yeah. know a la Illinois last year mm-hmm. um, now that I don't think they're gonna win I just I don't love playing a team where they're like well let's just go ruin their season you yeah know I, mean? I think I think playing Maryland in the first like six weeks yeah. worries me yeah Play Maryland at this point no, of the year, not just, as much. No, yeah. they're one. They're just out of it, yeah. and two, they're more of an air raid offense. And yeah. so when you're playing in the cold for yeah. air raid, it just doesn't right, work right. as well. Um, let, let's. I want to talk briefly too about uh, before we get to the Penn State stuff. Right, right now, Mike. Right, looking ahead to this OSU game, which I don't recommend any Michigan player listening <laughs> to this to do. Make sure you focus on Maryland. Get that dub. But yeah. um, <laughs> at home against Ohio State. Where are you at with this rivalry right now? Like, do you think we're reaching a point where this is like a new high? Do you think because of Michigan's last two wins where you're like, okay, we're kind of getting back to some semblance of competitiveness? Do you think Michigan's got it by a mile? you think Ohio State's going to shock some people? Where are you at with this game this year and kind of the rivalry as a whole? Because I think we're kind of at a weird point Mm -hmm. in the rivalry. If Ryan Day loses three in a row, I'm pretty sure someone's going to burn his house down. Uh, by comparison, right, it's like Michigan's almost expected to win now because you've done it at home. You went to OSU and got it done there. You're the more talented team. You have the better quarterback. You maybe don't have the quote-unquote best player. Marvin Harrison's probably the best player on the field. But outside of that, like, you're kind of expected now to it. Mm-hmm. I- I'm just I'm fascinated kind of where you're seeing this rivalry and this game coming up in two weeks. Yeah, I think this is uh, the most even Okay. Uh, it's been in a long time. Oh, I think yeah. I think Ohio State had it for well, it was like eight, eight years oh in a row God. or nine yeah, years in a row, whatever. Michigan kind of flipped on its side, and now I feel like you're going into the phase of the rivalry where it's very even. Yeah. I think I think both teams. I mean, you just look at 
you know, Joel Klatt's list or yep. just any ESPN list mm-hmm. and or the college football committee right. thinking Ohio State's ranked number one, right. even though Michigan's beat them last two years. Like, right. I think it's – they're as close – as yeah. as they can be right, right. now in terms of players mm-hmm. and and where they're at in their in their um, respective sides, so I think it's very even. Michigan's got a six point spread lead right now. On that's them. wild. I think way. that's kind of high, high for how they've been playing, especially for a rivalry game. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that just doesn't seem like I'm like that's a, that's quite a bit for mm-hmm. and, and it could be right. Last two games have kind of turned out into blowouts at the end of the game, but. I think that's a little bit unfair to Ohio State, who's also undefeated. Yeah, you know what I mean. Who's done like, exactly what you've done? Yeah, there's like back to back years they're going to both go in eleven and zero, yeah. and it would have been three straight years if Michigan didn't lose to Michigan State yeah. in the middle of the year. Exactly. Like it's, you're you're looking at like the best version of the rivalry, and this year is probably going to be the most heated yeah. because of the allegations and everything yeah. going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Like I think this is like actually feels like the game. Like yeah. this feels like big the deal. biggest game of the year. Yeah. I'm I'm truly fascinated to see how the game plays out. Um you know, we've kind of seen good and bad out of Ohio State. And we're gonna really break this game down next week for sure. Really kinda get into the nitty gritty. But I kinda just want to get your gauge on it with all the like you said, with all the off field stuff, right? Mm-hmm. The stuff that you kind of are just hearing through the grapevine. I'm just you know, it's interesting. Um let's shift a little bit though. Let's talk about this Penn State game, right? Michigan gets the win, what is it, twenty four fifteen, right? Was the final. Um, you know, Penn State takes a three nothing lead, Michigan goes downfield, scores, never relinquishes the lead after that. Mm-hmm. Um thirty two straight runs in the second half for your Michigan Wolverines. Didn't attempt to pass past yeah. like the seven forty mark of the second quarter. Yeah. I mean they actually did, but they it was did pass interference. It was pass interference. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, we don't need to do that. Um, you know, run game was there. They were like, JJ, listen, bud, you just you do your thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um But they get the win. They go to Happy Valley, they get the win. James Franklin got to James Franklin. Um, you know, kind of give me your impressions post-game of where you think this Michigan team is, right? Because the knock has been, right, going in. We talked about this last week in the first four when they, we, we for, you know, we see Ohio State 1, Georgia 2, Michigan 3, uh, Florida State 4, and now Michigan goes in, beats a top-10 opponent on the road, right, in their house, primetime game, right, big noon kickoff, whatever. They go in, they handle business, and pretty thoroughly. I mean, they had the game pretty much in control <clears throat> the whole game. I don't think anybody can really tell me Otherwise, I think pretty much for a good chunk of that game. Um, so where what does that do for you in terms of confidence about this Michigan team? It's their first real test. They go on the road, beat a top 10 opponent. That's also happens to be, you know, a rivalry of some sort. Yeah. I mean, I think it's I think it's huge for Michigan. Yeah. I think it's like the one monkey on the back that everyone's like, oh, your schedules are so easy. Yeah, you haven't played anybody. Okay, yeah. well, then we'll be at a top 10 team on, on the road. Like right. it's exactly. It's, and yeah. they dominated well, them the we're whole not, way. We're going to beat them without the forward pass. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna beat them running halfback dive every single play. It, it felt like when you're when you're playing someone in men and they have that one glitch play, yeah, and they just run they, the same play uh, yeah, over and over, exactly. and it's like no matter what you do, you can't stop it. Right? Like Michigan was like, we're just gonna run halfback dive with nine yeah. offensive linemen and go mm-hmm. stop it. Yep. And they couldn't stop it. No. And so, like, I know everyone's like, ah, oh, you know, JJ didn't look good, and this didn't go, out, and the play calling and whatever. Shit, he like, was great. He was efficient as hell, seven for eight, yeah, six <laughs> yards. But I think I think it really boiled down to everyone came into this game going, oh. They're not going to be able to run the ball on Penn State. It's yeah. all JJ McCarthy day right. because they cannot run the ball. And Michigan right. said, "All right, run the ball. We're going to run the ball. We're going to throw." Yeah. And I think what they did too, and I think looking at this game plan right now that we kind of have the, the the benefit of hindsight is looking at this game and going, they went in and said, 
because they, they, they tried to throw early, right? Mm-hmm. And Penn State's pass rush is legit. Michigan had a tough time, especially Barnhart at the right tackle, right? He had he was struggling a little bit there. But I think Michigan kind of went in and went, okay, what what are they doing better than us right now? Okay, their defensive line is causing mm-hmm. some problems for J.J., right? Mm-hmm. We're not able to get you know you know anything deep downfield, right? We're having to throw the ball away quickly. He's running for his life pretty quick. Okay, fine. We're going to run the ball. We're going to come up. And Donovan Edwards, and I want to hit on him specifically for a second because he had his best game of the year Mm -hmm. yesterday as well. But I think the big thing was they said, okay, we're going to take Penn State's D-line out of the game. We're going to take their pass rush out of the game. And we're going to force them to beat us offensively once we – I mean, once they scored back-to-back touchdowns in that first half, I went, oh, this game's over. Mm Mm-hmm. That's how I felt, at least going in. I was like, oh, now they're clicking. They're, they're not even really throwing the ball much, right? Donovan Edwards is looking good. Blake Corum's hitting the whole, Like, I felt very confident after those couple three and outs where I'm like, okay, we're going to just kind of take yeah, the game over. Yeah, Michigan does a really good job of taking away what the other team does the best and goes, yes. all right, with your secondary option, beat us. Right. Defensively, like you said, yeah. or I mean, from an offense yeah. perspective, yeah. they took away the D line and said, all right, Make plays, linebackers, right? And, exactly. they, and they couldn't do it. We're going to put seven offensive linemen out there, and we're going to say we've got hat for a hat. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to beat us. And then defensively, they said we're going to rush five or six every single time, mm-hmm. and we're going to have your quarterback beat Will Johnson one on one. Right? Like we're going to have you throw yep. to your receiver with yep. Will Johnson or Mike mm-hmm. Sanders still out there, and go beat our corners. Try it. Yeah, try, try it. it. Yeah. And they couldn't. Exactly. And so I think on both sides, they said, we're going to have your secondary option try to beat us, and they couldn't. Yeah, I and think Jesse is. Minter deserves a game ball for this game as well. I know Penn State's offense is not very good. I thought he came out with a great defensive game plan, especially early, mm-hmm. right? Like that crowd, Michigan goes, I think, four and out, I guess, technically, because they got a first down, and then they went yeah. three and out. But uh, And then Penn State, right, they come out, run the ball a little bit, but then immediately Michigan comes in, a couple big blitz packages right away, gets right in the quarterback's face, and they get him off the field and they kind of shut the crowd down mm-hmm. a little bit early. I thought that was really important to kind of get the crowd to simmer. Even though they took a 3-0 lead, I was like, okay, whatever. Michigan was like, all right, we're kind of in it now, yeah. and now we're just going to roll. Um, but, yeah, I just, you know, this was such a big game for them. This really, with all of the outside factors going on, too, and then you kind of having to pivot and go, okay, Shrod Moore is your, is your head coach and your play caller at the same time. You know, you're just going to say, hey, we're just going to not give up the big play, and we're not going to do anything to shoot ourselves in the foot, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to try to avoid turnovers. We're going to grind this game out. Everyone's like, oh, it's Big Ten football. I go, I guess if that's the the way you want to polish it, you can. Yeah. <laughs> you can. Um you know the the other thing I want to talk, I want to talk about Donovan Edwards because I think Donovan Edwards was a key part to this game. Obviously, the big touchdown run. He had another big run earlier on. Um, what is it about Donovan Edwards where he goes, "Yeah, Blake, you can have all the touchdowns. That's cool. You can beat Indiana by fifty. But when it comes to nut cutting time, Donovan Edwards seems like he is a big game player. Yeah, yeah. He he doesn't seem like a day to day guy. No. But like like you said. It, Big game, Ohio State, yeah. Penn State, right. champion, like TCU. Yeah. He's like, all right, I'm here. Yeah. And I think it's just because being the secondary back, yeah. you you kind of are going up against guys who are more fatigued yeah. or maybe against more second unit guys mm-hmm. because you're not there on, okay, first and 10, the start of the drive. Yeah. Everyone's coming out, you know, refreshed off coming off the sideline or whatever. Yeah. He's coming in on third downs when, like, the linebackers have been out there for seven plays already. Yeah. He's like, I got you guys. Yeah. And so I think that has something to do with it. But, yeah, he's 
he really comes to play. They utilize him really well when he needs to. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing is he doesn't get utilized a lot. Yeah. But when they do, yeah. they know exactly how to use is he he's like the secret weapon. Yeah. In the offense. Right, it's like yeah. no they, one sees the entire year yeah. and then they come out against Ohio State goes, Oh, by the way, we have this other running back. He's awesome, yeah. but you just haven't seen him. And what's crazy is, you know, they've 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 struggled with him in the run game, right? And they haven't and Shroud Moore even made the comment in the, in his post game where he's like, you know, everyone said that we couldn't run the ball. Well, like we can't run the ball anymore. Mm-hmm. And then we went, Okay, well, we're just gonna run the ball the entire second half and you're yeah. and you're never gonna get the ball back. Um but I, I find it interesting, though, how they use him as well, right? They flip him out, right? They put him in the slot. They can put him outside. He's a good he's a good ball catcher. But he's really struggled, I think, with in between the tackles especially, mm-hmm. right, and just kind of falling forward and trying to do too much. This game was like, oh, there's Donovan Edwards, yeah. right? Making the big play, one cut, go. Um, I thought he was super critical to this game um, because the run game didn't start out it's fantastic. That whole first quarter, it was a struggle, mm-hmm. right? But as they kind of got going, okay, they pop one here, they pop one, and even in that third quarter, after the fumble, like they didn't they didn't move the ball down the field with like this great efficiency, right? It was just death by paper cut. And even though they only got three, I felt like that was the drive for Michigan where we went. We just ran like fifteen plays, mm-hmm. and you've been on the field a long time, and we just went downhill at you. We only got three. We only needed three to get to a, a nine-point game or whatever the hell it was, eight-point game, where it was like, okay, this is it. Following it up with, okay, now your offense can't. You, you've got to make plays, and your mm-hmm. offense can't do it. Um, real quick, I do want to hit on, too, because we talk about coaching decisions quite a bit here. Talk to me first about the decision by James Franklin to go for two at the end of the first half. They yeah. score the touchdown. Apparently can't stop a quarterback draw. It's fine. And then they decide, okay, hey, we're down 14 to 9, right? I want to go for 2 to make it 14 to 11 to be down by 3. Thoughts on that initial decision before we obviously get to the second one? Yeah, the first one I don't think is as bad as the second one. I still... I didn't like it. I don't like it. I think mathematically it... Might yeah. make more I'm sense. Sure, I'm sure the analytics, right, would go, well, you want to get within three. Because right? I think I think the difference between four and five is not very great, but no. then getting to three yeah. makes the field goal, you yeah. know, a lot more attractive. So I understand the thought process. Yeah. I just don't think you need to necessarily overthink it and yeah. go for it. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, it's okay, so it's five. If you kick the extra point, then they kick a field goal at seven. Yeah. But if you don't get it and they kick a field goal, it's still eight. So it's still one, one possession. Sc- right. Where if you go for two, you get it. Now it's three. Now if you get the ball back, you don't have to score right. to tie for like an overtime situation. Yeah. You're just you can you can kick a field goal to tie or mm-hmm. you know score and take a win or whatever. Yeah. But, this is one of those games where you can look at, and I think that call is going to get magnetized a little bit more uh, because of the fact that they didn't convert in the second two point conversion. Yes. Because now you had to go for two at some point, mm-hmm. right in the end of that game. So I think that call is going to get magnetized because you go. That's one of the few instances where you go, oh, I bet they're going to lose by one now because they didn't get that. Yeah. But it was more of a, oh, now this really fucks up your, your yeah, scoring, the math right? It, yeah. You're like, oh, how? Well, we, we're down three possessions now rather than just two or mm-hmm. vice versa. Um, talk to me now then about that end of the game two point conversion because that's the one where. I don't know if you watched James Franklin's presser after the game, but I did because in preparation for the show. Because and they had a reporter ask, they go, "Okay, so you explain the first one, explain the second one because mm-hmm. you haven't." And then James Franklin, you know, same thing as the first one, you know, trying to chase points, points for a premium. He goes, "You're not answering the question." I go, "Because the guy goes basically, you could have been down by seven, 
and then you get the ball back. You, you give them, you give yourself yeah. a chance rather than go for it there. Now the game's over mm-hmm. because now you even if you score, it doesn't matter. And that was that was my thought process. So it's a nine point game. Yeah. And there's like three minutes left. Yeah. So you're not going to get the ball probably more than once. Yeah. More. Right. So I think in that situation, yeah. and I think this goes for any situation yeah. ever yeah. in football, it's you always try to make it a one score game if possible. Right. Yeah. Because then when you play defense, if you get the ball back, crazy things happen mm-hmm. with like two seconds left on the game clock. Oh, yeah. Not as many crazy things happen with like five minutes left yeah. on the game clock. Yeah. So you're down by 15. Right, you go down the field, you score, right? Yeah. And Michigan kind of lets you, right? They're just kind of playing yeah, off they, coverage. Yeah, they don't really care. Yeah, we're not. Listen, we we put up enough, right? They had the last touchdown where I go, okay, they're gonna go cruise control. Yeah, and yeah, so you go up nine. Yeah, and then I think the idea is you kick the extra point, go down eight. Yes. So then when you get the ball, like when you go on defense, you go, okay, we right. get a stop. Right. We get the ball back now. They had two timeouts, two at the time. Yeah. Right? At yes, the time exactly. of this touchdown, so you have two timeouts, kick the onside, you don't recover. Okay, run, run, run. Timeout, timeout, or however you want to organize that, right? Yeah. And hope to get a stop. Yeah, you stop, you get the ball back with like a minute left. Then yeah. if you throw your Hail Mary or you do yeah. whatever you want, right. if you somehow pull down a miracle touchdown thing, it's like, okay, now you go for two. Yeah. And then with like no time left on the clock, right. or whatever. Now you're playing overtime, you have the momentum. Yeah, right? and, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. I think in this situation, it was one of those, um, you're down nine, and it's like, okay, you go for it. Now you miss it, yeah. and now you go, even if we get the ball back, throw this miracle Hail Mary. Score. we got to get another Now you have to get an again. onside kick, and yeah. now you're just asking for too many possessions yeah. there. Uh, I think you just have to play four possessions at that point. Right. Um, the, 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 what's funny is is that that first two point conversion really kind of really comes back into play because now you're down 15, yeah. Rather than down, down 14, 14, where you that second call doesn't even that second doesn't even need to be made now. And if I was if I was James Franklin, I think the way to get out of it, which doesn't yeah. actually get you out of it, yeah. is I think you go. The idea was to go for two two point conversions yeah. to try to win in regulation. Yeah, I think that's the only way you can try to sell it to yeah. Penn State to mm-hmm. be like, listen, we were not playing better than Michigan, right. so we went. We were going to go for yeah. two. When we scored, seven. we had to make the most of it. Yeah, yeah, we go for, and then we make it down seven. Mm-hmm. If we got the ball back and score again, we were going to go for two then yeah. and try to win in regulation by one instead of taking it to overtime. Right. I think that's the only way to salvage mm-hmm. the idea because if you were just going to go back and kick an extra point to go to overtime. Right. It, it makes no sense. You just right. kick the extra point then and try to play for it. So right. yeah. I hated the second one. Yeah, I did too. The I first too. one, I was like, I didn't like it the second one because I go, this is a big play. And everyone, like I was watching it with a, f- a few friends of ours, and I was like, this is a big play here. And everyone's like kind of paused for a second. I go, because if you're going to be up four, mm-hmm. right? You know, you're up four, you're up three, or you're up five. I go, if they don't get this, it's not so much about being up five as it is as much about now they've screwed themselves because yeah. if you don't get this play, now you're in a weird scoregami setup now where yeah. you're playing way behind than you need to be. Now, mm-hmm. okay, you score. Not only well, now we can still lose by a field goal, right? If Michigan, yeah. were, you know what I'm saying? And I also you th- screw yourself. I also think the decision would have been different if Michigan got the ball to start the second half. Yes, because I think the idea is yeah. even if we don't get it, we can go down the field, score. We get the ball back. Yeah go down the field, score, and it's like, okay, now we go up three. Yeah. Right. And then it's like, okay, now we're good. Yeah. But because you fumbled right out of the half mm-hmm. and Michigan got the ball and then went down, and it's like, oh, that's like worst-case scenario. Because <laughs> yeah. now it's five to eight instead yeah. of like four to seven, and yes. then it kind of goes downhill. Yeah. But your idea in that in that exact spot is yeah. not, oh, we're going to fumble and give the ball to them. It's we're going to go score a touchdown to come out of the half. Yeah. So. Yeah, and Sharon Moore even said I was surprised that they went for it the first one. Not surprised by the second one. Well, of course you're not surprised by the second one nearly as much because 
they're at 15 now. They're going to have to do it at some point, right? Exactly. Um, yeah, just weird thing. James Franklin and James Franklin, man. You know, yeah. I, it's it's weird. Penn State is in that weird spot that almost Michigan was for a long time where it's like, okay, Harbaugh's winning 10 games every year. Yeah. But you're losing big games. They're in that year. exact same You spot. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it's really hard if you're a Penn State fan to be like, oh, God, I want James Franklin gone. It's like, you're, you're, you were the number 10 in the team in the country coming in. At one point, yeah. you are as high as like number like five or six, yeah, you're, right? You're 10-2 and two with a good defense and a quarterback that's not good. That's yeah, literally right. the opinion of Michigan teams for right. like years. Seven years stretch with Harbaugh. <laughs> yeah. Before, yeah. before Jake Rudock and the Jake Rudock, you know, Will Spades, yeah. and Shea Pattersons of the yeah, world. Exactly. Think about that. Really think about that. That's who your quarterbacks have been in the Jim Harbaugh era yeah. until JJ. And Joe Milton was in there during the COVID for, year. For a game and a half. Yeah. And lost to a and bad Kate, Michigan yeah. State team. He's really good in Tennessee now. He can he can throw only, a mile. Hey, they only lost thirty six to seven last night. Hey, so it's all it's good. Not bad. It's all good. But they lose to Missouri. Missouri, yeah. <laughs> it's about right. Um, I really thought they were going to win because they're playing Georgia next week. So I was like, okay, they win this one. Yeah, get get good momentum at home against Georgia. Okay. Yeah. No, Georgia's cremated. Home. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's let's. I want to shift a little bit from the Michigan talk. Let's talk kind of about the rest of the NCAA in terms of the top half. Right. Ohio State, obviously, easily just kind of coasting. Yeah. Beating Michigan. I don't know why that game was on primetime, by the way. I don't no. know who the hell decided that one. Yeah. Oh, hey, did you see? Uh, they scored another touchdown. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, Urban. And Urban's like, I don't even really know if I can even fix this. Um, but, you know, so obviously Ohio State kind of cruises. Uh, the big one I want to talk about, though, is Georgia. You beat the number nine Ole Miss team, and you don't just beat them. You absolutely dog walk them off the football field, right? Like Ole Miss is the is the Penn State of the SEC, where they're good. They have one side of the ball that's pretty good offensively in this case, but they can't beat Bama and they can't beat or, or Georgia ever, right? No. Um, game was close at the start of the game. Ole Miss actually gets the first score, right? And then after that, it pretty much was all Georgia from there. It wins like fifty-two to seventeen or something crazy. Yeah. Um, for you, right now, if you had to, is Georgia the number one team in the country for you? After these yeah. last two weeks where they basically went, oh, we're not the number one team ever being undefeated the last two years? Okay, we'll show you. We'll yeah, show you. We're going to go beat Missouri I, I, and we're going to beat Ole Miss by 1,000. Yeah, I, th- I think they are, but like, if you threw Ohio State or you threw Michigan in there, yeah. I was like, I'm not going to argue because yeah. they're the three, four best teams mm-hmm. in there. Like, yeah. I think at this point... I've I was kind of thinking about it the other day. There's literally six more college football games left this year. Right. That, that have any. Right. I, you can say seven, but Florida State's yeah don't matter Clinch. really. Yeah. But like you just unless hit, Florida State something does something really stupid. Yeah. yeah. Like I would say the caveat of seven, but the six meaningful games are Ohio State, and Michigan, yep. Alabama, and Georgia in the SEC championship game, which is already it's already confirmed. Yeah. Like it's right. happening. It's happening. Yep. Uh, Oregon and Washington for the Pac-12 championship. Mm-hmm. My asterisk is Florida State winning the. The ACC. Yeah, I would assume they do. I would assume they do. But Unless if they, they pull lose, USC, <laughs> if they lose in the ACC championship game, then a lot happens in that four spot. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then the two semifinals in the championship game. Right. Those are the seven remaining games that have any meaningful right. things in college football. Right. Left. Right. Unless something crazy happens in the next week or two. Yeah. To like Oregon. No, for sure. And and I want to let's talk about Washington. Right. Big win over Utah. Utah is always a menace. Right. Utah is a team that I would never want in my conference because every game, every Absolutely time you play, like. No good thanks. defense, good enough offense yep, to just yep. kind of have hang enough in there. heart to play with you the whole game. You're never going to blow them out. You're always just kind of like in a dog fight. They yep. had a chance to win that game yesterday, fell a little bit short. Um, you know, so I want to ask you this, right? So at this point in time, right, we've got winner of Michigan, Ohio State, right, making it, right? We've got the winner of probably Georgia Alabama. and Bama. Even yep. so, I want to ask about Bama too. If Bama wins, 
right? Okay, they got the one loss, right? But Georgia's only got one loss, right? Does that mean Georgia's out in so, that situation? I, I thought they about re- this. So yeah, they require a, a Florida State to lose, basically. Would that so, be the case? so here's so I mean, I'll I'll pitch it to you, yeah, and then you tell me who's out in the yeah. situation where. Uh-huh. So Alabama wins. Okay, they're eleven and one with the with the uh, SEC, SEC championship. championship. They're in. Yeah. All right, Michigan, Ohio State. Whoever yeah. wins that game wins the Big Ten championship against Iowa. <laughs> Is that the game? Is that the team on the other side? Probably, oh, I would God. imagine. Right? Okay. You know they're going to win, right? Yeah, yeah. So 13-0, Big Ten championship. Right. They're in. Yeah, yeah. Big Ten winner. Big Fine. Ten winner, yep. sure. Um, Florida State wins the ACC undefeated 13-0. Yeah, they're, they're in. in. Oregon versus Washington. Yeah. Winner of that game yeah. wins, wins the, the Pac-12. Yeah. They're in. How can you convince me that Georgia would get in if they lose? Yeah, that's tough. That's now, really the, now tough. the caveat comes in: if Florida State loses the ACC championship game, then I think they're out. Because I think I, think, I think they're out. Yeah. If Washington lost to Oregon, yeah, I think they're out. Yeah. And then if if Washington beats Oregon, obviously they're out, yeah, yeah. like easily, yeah, yeah, and Washington's in. Right. But if Oregon won, then I think you're comparing Washington and Georgia, and I think you take Georgia. Right. So I think if Georgia loses to Alabama, I think the only way they get into they need somebody State. to lose the favorite to lose in their conference championship. Yes. Game. Yeah. That's really the only way it happens. But like in the in that situation, it's like okay, you can't not take Alabama because they beat Georgia. You can't take you, and you have to take the undefeated Florida States or Michigan Ohio State, and then you would have to take. Oregon if they beat Washington or Washington if they beat Oregon right because they're the champions right you just run out of spots yeah and you yeah. just run out of spots this yeah. is why this year would have been awesome to have a 12, 12 team tournament yeah, there's a lot because of really good there's eight there. or nine teams that yeah. I'm like like Texas isn't even in this equation anymore right and Texas I think would be a fun eight or nine seed right. to go up against and they're going to win the Big Twelve yeah they're yeah. they're going <laughs> to win the Big Twelve and literally they they're Nobody not even cares. in the sphere yeah. of a cares. conversation <laughs> and they beat Alabama yeah right. Yeah. At, in Alabama, but it's yeah. like no, you lost Oklahoma. Sorry, and Oklahoma sucks. So. And Oklahoma sucks now. So like they're not even in. They're like eight or nine, and they're just like so far out of the conversation yeah, now. It's, it's not like not even close. Yeah, it's crazy, you know. And that's why I, I was interested in that Georgia Ole Miss game because like Ole Miss is nine. They they only have one loss. Yeah, they're good. They run the table. Who knows, right? So it's kind of one of those scenarios. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah Georgia's really just looking at Alabama. You just have to be Alabama when you're in, yes. basically. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm fascinated to kind of see how this all kind of shakes out. You know, I don't think we, you know, I think Florida State's that one, but I think they're going to wind up just kind of getting it done. I kind of, yeah, like I'm assuming that Florida State just could because they, their last two games are like not very difficult, uh-uh. and then they're going to play like, North Carolina or like the Drake Louisville, May game, baby. I hope so. I, that'd be Actually, nice. Let's see. Let me let me yeah. look at Florida State schedule because yeah. that I know the rest of the regular. They're not playing is. great right now by any stretch, but they're doing enough to win. Right, yeah. they're just kind of in cruise control. So Florida State right now plays North Alabama next week. Are you serious? And then they play Florida at I'm Florida. Sorry. They play North Alabama this late into the season. Well, they do the uh, like the SEC does, where the uh, week before their they play rivalry game, they play a cupcake. Uh, Everyone yeah. in the ACC does it. Yeah. Clemson does it. All yeah. those teams used to do it. Uh, then they play at Florida, and then they're already locked in the ACC championship game. Yeah. Right now, they would be playing Louisville oh, if the season geez. ended right now in the ACC championship game. Gross. Um, UNC's third. Yeah, they've blown that but for themselves. They, oh, they never played Louisville, so... North Carolina plays Clemson and NC State left, and Louisville plays Miami and Kentucky. So I don't know who comes out of that, but Florida State versus one of those two teams probably. Right, so they're probably going to get that. So I imagine with yeah. that schedule, yeah. they they win it, but they could also upset by this Louisville. This is what also sucks for the Ohio State-Michigan fans of the world, right? Because the loser of that game 
It's, it's, it's hard. There's no way for you to really Absolutely, get in. there's yeah. no way. Yeah, it's Especially be... with, like, like even, like, a Texas winning the, the Big 12. Right. Like, yeah. I'm, not you're, taking, you're below I'm not that. taking... I'm not taking Ohio State over Texas who wins the Big 12. Right. With, one, like, both with of you having loss. one loss. Right. Like, yeah. there's no way this year it happens. Yeah. Unless, like, Florida... Catastrophe. Like, happens. a lot... Like, Florida... And it would be even hard because the championship games all have good teams in them. Yeah. And so it's like, it's right. like, they're both in contention. Like, like, like yeah. Alabama and Georgia are both in contention. Right. Washington, Washington Oregon, Oregon are both in contention. So like the winner of these games is in, are all getting in yeah. the winner of Ohio state, Michigan is beating Iowa in right. the big 10 championship. So they're going to be in. Right. So then it's like, okay, now you're playing for one spot yep. and there's a lot of better teams in you. And you're not even going to be playing in your championship game. Right. If you're the loser of Michigan, Ohio state. Right. Yeah, it's re- it's really weird to me. It's 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 fun though, right? We're getting yeah. down to the because last year there was a lot of like, okay, Georgia's playing this like seven five LSU team. Yeah, right. Doesn't yeah, Michigan's mean that. Gonna play Michigan's Purdue. playing Purdue and like all yeah. that stuff. So there was that yeah. way in this year. USC it, all they had to do was beat Utah and they couldn't do it again. So exactly, like USC would have been in, but they lost to Utah twice, so they're not like yeah. like that's how Ohio State could sneak in. So all these other championship games didn't mean anything. This year, the championship games. Are literally Everything. play-ins for the playoff right. at this point. Yeah. So a lot of fun there for sure. Give me your give me your top four as it stands right now. Yeah. I think my top four, and this is how I think I would want the seeding to go okay. specifically. Yeah, if the season ended right now. I would love Georgia one, yep. Michigan two, yep. Florida State three, Oregon four. Oregon four. All right. All right. There it Just is. because I think Florida State, like I you have the three undefeateds. Mm-hmm. In yep. one through three, and since Oregon had that one loss to Washington, yep. I think they redeemed that loss. But because you have a loss, you can't put them up above. Right. Them, so, right. but I think Georgia, Oregon, and then Michigan, Florida State would all be fun games to watch. So, it's going to be a fun one for sure. Michigan's going to go through a gauntlet here if they want to win a national championship. That's for I mean, everyone's everyone's. There yeah. are a lot of good teams in college football that right now. Yeah. There's literally seven or eight that I think could legitimately contend. Got to get hot so, at the right time. Yeah. So I think I think right I think anyone is going through a gauntlet. Yeah. It's just it's going to be a tough battle yeah. to win it. This Absolutely year. for sure. All right, let's shift focus a little bit. Let's talk quickly. I want to talk about this James Harden trade that he is now a member of the LA Clippers. We missed this last week. Uh, we had a lot of lion stuff to talk about, so I kind of bypassed everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, thoughts? Beard, I just want to get just yeah. Is he the beard anymore? Really? Like, let's be real. Um, thoughts on for you because you follow the West so closely because your boy Lebron and your boy Luca are both there. Uh, yeah. That God forbid they ever play each other in the playoffs. Mike's just gonna be like, I don't know what to do. switching jerseys every possession, but. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, but what does this do for the Clippers? Does it do anything? Because here's the thing. I don't necessarily think they gave up all that much to mm-hmm. get him. And I think the 76ers were like, just go. Just just go away. Like, I'm done. We're over it. I'm cool. Embiid's yeah, going to leave soon. <laughs> I think the 76ers won this trade by, like, a landslide. Yeah. I There is something. One, the Clippers are wild. The Clippers are like, all right. They're just going to try to get every name possible. And well, so, still losing the so theoretically, round. right, the Clippers are opening their new stadium next year. Yeah. So you got to get those ticket sales somehow. Kawhi's still there. <laughs> well, no, they're all they're, they're all expiring after yeah, this year. Yeah. Kawhi, Paul George, Russ, and James Harden all expire after this year. It's all or nothing, baby. It's really all or nothing. Yeah. This team in, like, 2017 would be, like, the greatest team ever, by the way. Yeah. 2023, not so eh, much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> can, we get, can we get Kawhi pre-ankle? Paul George pre leg break, <laughs> and then Russell and James Harden in MVP OKC. years, yeah, yeah, in, <laughs> in, OKC in, in Houston, Houston and OKC years. You'd have literally the best team ever. 
if that was the case. No assists. No, no assists all ISO all the time. Uh, no, I, I hate the makeup of the Clippers. Yeah. I, I don't like anything about it. They don't play good defense. Quiet and Paul George. Like, everyone can only play on one end of the court at all times. Mm-hmm. They, they can't in unison play on either side together. Yeah. Um, because James Harden plays no defense. So Kawhi's like, I'll make up for the defense, but then I can't play any offense. Right. Paul George is like, I make shots once in a while. Russell Westbrook might be the most inefficient player I've ever seen play basketball. It is, it is all bad all the time, <laughs> and I don't like it. <laughs> I didn't think, honestly, though, I still don't think the trade is the worst thing in the world for the Clippers because I don't think they gave up a ton. No, they didn't like give up a yeah. lot, so it's not that. I mean, yeah. so the thing is, though, with all the well, other trades they made, yeah. they don't have a first or second round pick for yeah. like seven years. Yeah, it's crazy. That's the part that's interesting is like I know they had some pick swaps. They like every other year they gave away their first or whatever, you know, and they're listen, they're thinking, OK, we win a championship. Nobody cares. Right. We win the championship. That's all that matters. You know, it's true. You know, you got who, like, who's their head coach now? Is oh, it's Ty Lewis still, Ty right? Lewis, yeah. yeah, sorry. I can, I was thinking Nick Nurse, but he's the 76ers coach Yes, he's 76ers um, I, I will tell you this. The Clippers have as close to 0% chance of winning. That okay, now that's, that was my next question is, so why is that? You just think that Denver is Denver's so much more yeah, ahead of them? Yeah. Okay. But they lost Bruce Brown. <laughs> Okay. No, 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 nobody, nobody. Okay. I will say their depth isn't as good as it was last year. That's true. Mm -hmm. But Jokic is out of its mind. Yeah. I think right now, I think there's a plethora of teams I would choose over the Clippers right now. So if the Clippers and the Lakers match up round one, because the Lakers decide to just. Tank it again. Okay, I, get the, I think the Clippers might take that one. Okay. <laughs> God, I, the Lakers suck, too. Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm Anthony, asking, right? Does Anthony Davis actually show up to play basketball? Anthony Davis plays, but he plays exactly the way he played in the Denver series. They, Either the they most dominant they, thing ever, or he's awful. They get swatched. <laughs> <laughs> so game one, he puts up 45, and every other game yeah. puts up 12. Okay. Exactly. Okay, yeah. can, and LeBron yeah. has one game where he goes, I guess I'm going to be 22 today. And yeah. Then, <laughs> Yeah, no. Uh, no, I think legitimately, yeah. like, Denver's better. Yeah. I think Dallas is head and shoulders better. Mm-hmm. I think, like, Sacramento is better. Like, I think there are a lot of teams I would – the yeah. Warriors are better. Yeah. Like, I think there's – the Suns, I need, I need to see fully healthy. Yeah. They're, they're going to have the same problem with the Clippers as they're never going to be healthy together no. to play enough games together. No. So, I think they're both in the same kind of boat. Yeah. Um. So I would have to see them before I can say that, but yeah. there's like four or five teams I'd much rather have over them. So yeah, yeah, honestly, interesting. we're like riding the Timberwolves might be better than them. Ooh, Anthony boy. Edwards is awesome. Yeah, he is really good. Isn't it crazy how they're like? I guess we'll take Anthony Edwards. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm the face of your franchise. Yeah, Get he's like literally awesome. Yeah, well, they didn't trade all those picks for Rudy Gobert, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they. <laughs> he's Six. defensive player of the year, Mike. He is in defensive the defensive player of the year. Leader. Yeah, no, Clipper, uh, uh, James Harden. Don't, don't know why. Nothing, now the huh? Sixers side of it. I like because I think if you have Joel Embiid with a whole bunch of like really solid role players, mm-hmm. I think it's actually working really well for them right now. Yeah, Nick Nurse is an offensive guy, right? Mm-hmm. So you know you're gonna you're gonna scheme up some shots. I think him. I think Tyrese Maxey's played really well to yeah. start the year. Mm-hmm. I think having like a guy like Tobias Harris. Just yeah, being Tobias like a solid Harris is still criminally underrated in my opinion. Yeah, he's still an, you know he's 18 points a night, man. Yeah, and I just think that they just have a really solid. They don't have like. Outside Joel, obviously, like yeah. a lot of star power, right. but I think they're just a really solid unit. They got some picks too. They got some picks yeah. in a time where it's like, okay, you know, we, we kind of need to recoup some assets here. It didn't work with Harden and MB together, right? We tried the Ben Simmons thing that obviously did not work, did not work either. Um, 
you know, it's really a situation of, okay, we've, you know, we get some assets back. We got some depth, mm-hmm. maybe in an East where, you know, it's kind of a yeah. two horse race. I, I still think they're, you know, third or fourth say, in the East. Yeah. So I think they're in that semifinal range. Yeah. I, obviously, I don't think they beat Boston and Milwaukee at the moment. Yeah. I think those two are kind of like mm-hmm. in the A tier of the East. And I think the Sixers are in that B tier. But I do think that they could at least compete with those teams yeah. with what they have right now. Yeah, so. James Harden and Russell Westbrook are just slowly but surely transforming into themselves. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're literally becoming the same person. Like, it's not mm-hmm. like oh, Russ is going to be on a new team next year. Harden's going to be on a new team next year. And you're like, okay, so this is like your fourth team in four years. Yeah. And it's just everyone's just kind of passing your they, bad, bad contract around. It is a, it is a <laughs> while that both of those guys were at one point like, oh, they're just like. Yeah, untradeable. Like, untradeable. Oh, yeah, Russ is literally by himself guiding Thunder to a, a series. Yeah, like no one ever thought Russ or James Harden would ever like leave Houston or, yeah, or right. Oklahoma Houston's City. like, oh, we're one away from beating that 70 three win team warrior team yeah like, oh. or they were they were up three two against the yeah. kevin durant led warriors right. team yep. in 2018 or whatever and they were about to win a championship that year and then yeah. james harden continues said oh for 36 and threes i've still never seen a worse shooting performance in my life I haven't i've never seen one we talk about that a lot and on the show lo- for a <laughs> random game that no one remembers but i remember it so vividly i remember it vividly. i watched the whole game and i went i've never seen a superstar have this bad a night where he can't get not just like, oh, he started out like two for two and then it fell to shit. Nope. From the moment he stepped on the court, everybody went, not today. I've never rooted for a team more. Just be so <laughs> disappointed ever. Because it was the night before was when LeBron beat Boston in that game yeah. seven yep. to like go. And I was like, okay, if they match up with the Rockets, yeah, they got a shot. They have like this much of a chance. Yeah. And when I say this one, like, like less than 1%, but they have a chance. Yeah. The Warriors seems just going to absolutely just like rape them. And, um, and then I, I continue to sit there. I'm like, all right, here we go. Miss shot, miss shot, miss shot, miss shot, yeah, miss like, shot. Okay, miss hey, shot. staff time, half time. He's going to shake it off. Yeah, He's and they, the craziest half. part is they lost the game by, like, seven points. Yeah. I was like, if you would have made, like, three threes, it's a game. <laughs> if you would have went four for 35, oh my God. it's a competitive game. I've never seen it. And you went it. 0 for 37. I was yeah. like, Hops. Oh, my God. It was just the worst. You had to shoot, like, 12%. And you shoot or shoot. It. Shoot or shoot, man. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Yep. Oh. That, yeah. that was really the last game of his career where you go, that was your shot. And after that, it's been all downhill. Yeah. It really has been I, all downhill. I, I, think, I think it was that shot and then uh, when he was in Brooklyn yeah. playing that ball, that yeah. Milwaukee series. Yep, yep. Which like, went to seven games when Stupid he came. clown shoes. Yeah, he came. <laughs> <laughs> that is still like yeah. the best. Like yeah. best like five game five six and seven of that series was so much fun. Yeah, but man, could you imagine just, yeah. if he had like instead of a size thirteen a size twelve? Cut your toenails, maybe we'll figure it out. <laughs> That's so uh, crazy. Yeah, I I just you know I figured we talk about it. it's a bigger name. It's getting to the point though where it's like you see a guy like Russ or a guy like James Harden on the move, and I go, okay. Cool. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's getting to that point for me rather than, like, it's, like, a big deal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Damian Lillard leaves, and you're like, oh, shit, that's yeah, crazy. That's, yeah, right. That's the guy you never thought would leave Portland right. under any circumstance. He said it. He's like, I don't want to leave. I want to build a championship here. And then, like, they had to force him out. I, yeah, I I never believe people yeah. when they say that. Yeah, when Embiid goes next year or I'll whatever. I'll be kind of shot there. Yeah, I'll be like, okay, when Giannis maybe decides to pull something if things don't go Giannis, well. Uh, Anthony Davis might pull something. That one, I'll be like, I don't care. LeBron's like, anywhere. oh, man, my son got drafted to Orlando. I guess I'm going to Orlando now. No. <laughs> K 
Can you imagine just having your dad on the court when you miss a shot? And he just look at you and goes, I was open. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine uh, like a big time game? He passes to his son and misses and goes, he goes, you're walking home. <laughs> dad, we're on the road. I know what I said. <laughs> <laughs> you want me back on this team bus? Yeah. For <laughs> whoever the head coach is at the time is, what What do you want to do? <laughs> did you see, Did you see during the, the like, are you? Definitely no, didn't, I didn't see, it. see it. No. Uh, so during the Lakers Suns game, yeah. So they were they went up like five points, like the Lakers did. And, and Darvin Ham went. What no, do you no, no. Do? Listen, listen. This is the funniest thing. Yeah. LeBron called a timeout, walked to the side, and Darvin Ham like was like, "Good call, good call." And like, <laughs> Darvin Ham's like, "We're gonna run Rhino," and LeBron's like, "We're calling a damn timeout." Yeah. That's what we're doing. No, that's what we're like. <laughs> like he was like playing like a one up, and LeBron called timeout, and then Darvin Ham went. Darmahams like actually that's a better idea. Yeah. You are right, a thousand percent right. You know what, Lebr- Lebron? Can I get you something to drink? <laughs> do you need a towel? What do you need? Can somebody get this man a calf massage? <laughs> it was so funny. I thought oh you get God. a kick out of it. I love it. I love it. It's just because you know, right? It's like it's 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 the great job because you're like I have the I have you know at one point in time right the best player in the world mm-hmm. to now it's like. God, I don't really want to know if I want to take that job. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like well, that, that, that was the thing with like Steve Kerr for a while. I was like, if he ever like left and that team was still together, like who wants to like take coach over? Because yeah. you just sit there and you're like, you're not going to tell Steph and Kevin Durant. Yeah. Okay, this is what you got to yeah, do. Yeah, Steve Kerr had it because he's got the he's got the cachet of like, look, I was a good player, not a great player, but I was a good I was role, a solid player role player. Yeah, yeah. Where I won multiple championships with multiple different franchises. I was under Pop. I was under you know numb nuts. You know, Mister Zen Master. Um, like he's like I played with Jordan. I played with Dunk. Like he played with like tremendous like Hall of Fame greatest of all time players. Yeah. He's like, I've seen it done right. So a team like that where you go, I can help you get and break through. And it helped that he literally immediately broke through and won a championship. That mm-hmm. also probably helps. But, you know, a guy like Darvin Ham's like, I was a really solid, you know, four points a night type mm-hmm. of guy. It's like, no one cares. You know what I mean? Ty Lue, uh, your biggest thing is you got stepped over by Iverson. Like, that's what happened, you know? That's kind of what you think. And he's actually kind of turned into some sort of he's actually, actually decent good, coach. He's actually like not a yeah. bad. Like we make fun of him a lot for those Cavs series because he didn't but, coach. But like yeah. he's he's actually not that bad of a. Coach. The only time I've ever really balked at Ty Lue was when LeBron was like, "I want to give Ty Lue a lot of credit, first coach in NBA history to win his first four series." I go, "Get out of here! Stop it!" I go, "He's got you." Yeah, I think I think the only time I've actually ever hated Ty Lue was not yeah. calling a timeout in that game one of that 2018 Finals <laughs> when J.R. Smith didn't know what to do, and then he walks over to the sideline and Ty Lue goes. Yeah, we had a timeout left. And then LeBron's like, why the fuck did you not yeah. call it? Yeah. Yeah. J.R. Smith was just running around the court. You don't want to call a timeout? That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. I but love it. I think Tyler's actually been not bad. Also, since. breaking news, Josh Dobbs did not know how to find the Vikings home locker room in his first start today. Just so we're clear. He might have lost in the stadium. Just so. Uh, how how embarrassing. We can go to a football topic for a second. Yeah, yeah. How embarrassing do you think it has to be to be the Falcons? And then lose to a team with a quarterback that didn't know his players' names. To go to a team that he goes, I spent five hours one day learning the playbook, and I still was able to operate better than whatever you have. It would help if they played Bijan, by the way. I don't Maybe. Under, I don't understand how you're a franchise in the last two years. You go, no, nope, we're not going to take a quarterback high, but we're going to take Drake London and Bijan Robinson. And Kyle Pitts. And high. Kyle Pitts. Yeah, three positions, and you go, but we're not going to figure out a way to get them the football. Especially Arthur Smith, your whole thing is running. Mm-hmm. You took the best running back in the in, in the, the class, one point, yeah. and then you go, "Now nah, we're not gonna, we're not gonna give Bijan the ball." 
like multiple series where he does not use him. Yeah, I just found that great. Like he was taking mm-hmm. the dude, his offensive linemen on the Vikings were like, "What's your cadence? We don't know your cadence." Yeah, right. Yeah, is it you know blue eighty? What is it? You know? Yeah, <laughs> like when do we know to go? Yeah, exactly. And they still yeah. won, and they came back and won. Yeah, without oh Justin Jefferson. Without just- Without their and and uh, Jordan Addison wasn't yeah. there because he got hurt too. Yeah. yeah, he's playing with his third through six receivers and TJ Hawkinson. Whatever yeah. bones are left of that guy, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's and so without good. their starting left tackle, Christian Darrisaw wasn't there. Every Atlanta Falcons fan's like, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> what do we do? Yeah, traded Ezra Cleveland too at the yeah. same time. They did a lot of trade stuff Ezra Cleveland. Didn't have a left tackle. Didn't have their two best receivers. Uh-huh. Got rid of Dalvin Cook. A quarterback that's been there for seven minutes uh-huh. beats you. Yeah, just crazy. I'm a little worried about the Vikings because they're going to get healthier. I'm a little yeah. nervous. Yeah, when when like Justin Jefferson and them come back, I'm actually like they actually they're actually okay, kind of an okay. They're, yeah. they're like the average team. Yeah, they're definitely going to be like the seven seed. I'll just I can put see that it. there. I can see it there. You know, the rest of the NFC sucks, so yeah. it's kind of de facto at this point. Yeah. They're keeping their head above water just enough to be there. Like mm-hmm. That's why the Lions, it's so important. Even if they lose this Chargers game, you beat Chicago, you beat Green Bay, mm-hmm. right? You beat, you know, like you can kind of go on. Yeah, a go, if they the, beat the Chargers, you can get three wins in 11 days. Yeah. That pretty much seals it for you in a yeah. lot of ways. Nine and two, you still got the Broncos. You still got Minnesota at least once. You still got Chicago again at home. Yeah. I think I think I really think it was going to come to it, but like those last two Vikings games could be big. They, they might be within two games yeah, because because the Vikings schedule is really easy too. Yes, and they haven't had their bye yet, so yes. they have their bye in like two or three weeks. So that's like why this three game stretch is humongous for the Lions. I really I really hope they come out and play. Obviously, we won't know that until ever you guys are hearing all this, but um, we'll yeah, we'll talk more Lions post Thanksgiving. Yeah. But crazy Josh Dobbs, just hilarious, wild. hilarious to me, absolutely best emergency quarterback I've ever seen. <laughs> Sure. Like he's not a good quarterback at all, no. but like emergency wise, like coming, uh, he's like gonna get thir- paid next year to be somebody's backup. Yeah. He's gonna get a. I mean, he's not a bad backup. I no. think he'd be a good backup yeah. actually. No, I. I mean, listen, he's a, he's a Lions legend. He was here on the practice squad for like two whole weeks. All right, so he's done more than David blah blah blah. I guess so. Yeah, some more than Teddy Bridgewater. So hey, Teddy Bridgewater actually, he's on the takes team. those knees. All right, and he takes those knees. Yeah, he he gets on those. He's knees. working with Jameson Williams after practice. He said, I think, or something. Okay. Know. You know, it's funny. I see all these Twitter things on Jamison Williams, like he's running all these routes. He catches every pass. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so it's your fault, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> this is Figure, it out. Pay Jared Figure it out. Figure it out. You know, I never trust a quarterback who wears a glove on his throwing hand. So. JD doesn't do that, does he? No, no, but uh, Teddy oh. does. Oh, yeah. Teddy does. <laughs> yeah. Kenny Pickett does. Yeah. Stafford did because he had finger problems. Like, yeah. He had cut the two fingers out. It was the weirdest amalgamation of a glove I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, Herbert did it for like a game. And Peyton, I was like, bad Peyton up. Manning did. <laughs> bad. All, all bad. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. All right, let's just focus. Let's talk some AEW here, Mike. Before we get to the preview of Full Gear, I got to ask you, what the hell is this Continental okay. Classic tournament I got thing? You. What does it mean? All right. So here is what... just seems like we ran out of ideas for storylines. So, hey, we're going to put out some great matches, but yeah, for so no this, stakes. This is what, so based on, is this like Yahoo Entertainment or something? I don't know. I'm sure. also, whatever website. So they did a breakdown of the show yeah, yeah. yesterday. Okay, thank so you. So I got to the part where Tony Khan and Brian Danielson have some announcements. Well, hey, he had a big announcement a couple weeks ago, and it was, hey, tickets are going on sale. <laughs> I go, you're turning into Dixie Carter. I know. Every week. It's bad. Big announcement. Get out of here. All right, so this is, we're, this is verbatim. 
okay. what this what the segment was about. Okay. Explain this. Okay. So Tony Khan is backstage with Brian Danielson. Khan announces that Danielson will compete at AEW All In next year. That was the first announcement they had. And you're like, cool. Danielson says he can't wait to be a part of All In in 2024. So that was the first part of the announcement. That's not, that has nothing to do with this Continental Tournament. That was Hooray. just the first thing. I know that was Sure, was. Okay. great. We'll Con- look forward to losing another big match. Yeah. So Khan then announces the Continental Classic, which will feature 12 of AEW's top stars. If I see Powerhouse Hobbs in this list, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> the finals uh, will take place at AEW's World End on December 30th. Yeah, got that. So that is everything that they announced on okay. it. And they announced that Brian Danielson's in the yes, tournament as the one tournament. of the 12. Yes. Which was a good start. Because yeah. I'm like, you are one of the 12 best Listen, on the roster. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I imagine it'll be for a championship match at one of their first shows of January of 2024. I've got lots of issues with AEW this past week. That's my number one, because I go, okay, you're going to announce this. This very much feels like we're just don't have ideas right now, and mm-hmm. we're this whole Adam Cole being hurt thing really fucks us. It's so, hardcore. we're overexposing MJF, and we got to kind of... That's the only thing I'm interested in right now is that and Christian Cage because I think that match with Edge at some point is going to be really fun. Mm-hmm. But like, that's the only thing I'm interested in is okay, how are they going to do this? Right? What's the what's the plan for the whole masked man thing? Yeah. And if it just winds up being MJF, I'm going to be pissed. And if it just winds up being Adam I, Cole, I go okay, that's I, fine. Well, but. I don't think fundam. So this is this is where it comes yeah. down to yeah. is like when I watch like horror movies, mm-hmm. like when I the first time I watched like Scream. Yeah. Trying to figure out who the kid, I was like, okay, like you can like pinpoint right. where people are in situations, right. who it can't be, right. or else if it ends up being that person, it's like that doesn't make any sense. Right. Like MGF being in the ring when the thing pops up and like everyone's attacking him and yeah. he's like, you know where he is yeah. when the person in the mask is over here. Yeah. I'm like, it can't physically be him. Yeah. If it is him, then it makes no sense because there are like 30 times where he's been in the ring right. and the mask guy was shown on the screen right. with his henchmen attacking someone. Right. So I'm like, it can't be him. Right. Theoretically. It could be him because yeah. they just write it like that, yeah. but I don't think it can be him. I Here's the thing. I know a lot of people are going to be upset that it's, if it's like, if it turns out to be Adam Cole, right? I go, but who else could it be where it's going to be a big enough thing yeah. For me to give a shit. I think the only other person... It's not going to be Punk, despite well, everyone's... Punk. I think that would be funny. That would be the biggest reveal, like... Oh, my God. That ever. would be crazy. Like, if, having if a if whole release... Leaked, yeah, he got fired. He's going to go to WWE. Everyone still thinks he's going to show up at Survivor Series. Yeah, I still don't think that's I, No, I don't think it's close. Happened. No, I don't think it's um, And I think, if anything... He shows up on like SmackDown this week, yeah. Because it's like yeah. him that and collision are going head to head this week. Yeah. I think that's Orton's like Orton's on his way back though. Yeah, he is. That's fun. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Um, I think Cody Orton feud right yeah. before the Rumble. I imagine <laughs> I like if I gave percentages yeah. for this mass thing, I think it's like ninety percent Adam Cole. <laughs> I think yeah. I've been seeing, and it's like the small chance, and I wouldn't like it, yeah, unless they can pull it off well, but it doesn't work. Yeah, Jungle Boy. Yeah, I would hate that. That is I, the most. Uh, that is the most. Hold on, uh, we have a we have a very we we have to have one for that one. Yeah, that's this. That's that's a, that's a fart in church. Is no, what that it is. is. But that like, I just get like he just did the heel turn. He's been off for a while. Ugh. But like, he doesn't have he, he he just doesn't feel like a leader of a heel group. And here's why: because he can't talk. Yeah, because he can't talk. You, if you're gonna do that, he takes the thing up. Everyone goes, oh, it's Jungle Boy. That next promo. 
is a make-or-break moment. Adam yeah. Cole can deliver that. MGF can deliver that. Christian, Edge, Darby. There's so many yeah. other dudes who can deliver that. Jungle Boy can not do it. Yeah, I think the only way it could work is if they get someone to do that, that promo for, yeah, for right. him. You would need like a Don Callis or somebody like, obviously not him because he's doing his own thing. But yeah. Yeah, but someone right. in that vein yes. to come out with him and be like, yes. we, we right. me and Jungle Boy, whoever. The only other one that I've also seen is people think it might be Tony Khan. I think that will be stupid too. But yeah. that one would be kind of interesting a little bit though. You could, I could see it because you're like, look, you talk about leaving all the time or like that. Well, I'm just going to force you out, right? And you get that Mr. McMahon character. The problem, once again, is Tony's a weirdo when he talks on television. I don't know why. He seems like a good dude, but every time he talks, it's like his eyes are like Yeah, and he talks so out. fast. He's not a good public Because he's like nervous him. almost. Yeah. And, that, and that's cool to each their own, but like you're going to then go, it was me, MJF, all along. Like you're going to pull a Vince. Yeah. Everyone's just going to shit all like, over it. Like, it could be yeah, Tony. Yeah. I don't know if I want it to be, but I think it would be an interesting story to have him and, like, some henchmen and be mm-hmm. like, We're, I'm going to get this title off of you. Yeah, right. One yeah. way or another. Um, yeah. I think that could be an interesting story for early 2024 if it wanted to be him. Yeah. Um, but It's almost kind of weird right now because they're kind of in a log jam with him, right? Where it's like, MJF's doing a lot of good work right now, but... It's all ancillary around thing. Like I feel like this Jay White thing was just kind of like, oh shit, Adam's hurt. We I gotta th- just, you know what I mean. The thing I haven't really liked about it either is he has like seventeen challengers. Yeah, and I kind of understand the idea of he had like when he had Adam Cole, he had like a posse or like mm-hmm. he had a friend mm-hmm. who also had other friends with yeah, him. so like him. who can help him out. So like he's like not alone. So like all these guys can't. And now that he's alone, it's a lot easier to pick the fish out when it's like Joe is like, I just have to worry about you. I don't have to worry about Cole, the kingdom and all. Right. I just have to worry about you. Right. So now they're all coming to him because he has no one else. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. But also I hate that he has like 17 people after him. All, like all notice noticeably. Yeah, after everything's him. just after MJ. Right, yeah. like it's like, like okay, like Joe's, like Jay White and his posse are after him. Yeah. Samoa Joe's after him. Wardlow's after him. Kenny is like eyeballing it to from him. a side. Yeah, right. Like the, he's got like five or six people that are like trying to go after him all at the same time. And I'm right. like, can we just like narrow? Yeah, our focus a little one, bit here. One person yeah, or two right. people. Can we focus maybe? on the one storyline and we can get to the other ones? We got it. Yeah. Um, other issue that I have that I'm guessing is not nearly as important to you, but it really irked me, and I tweeted uh, I, I about it. I can guarantee you it's not going to annoy no, me okay. when you say I like that. I hated the Samoa Joe vacating of the Ring of Honor Television mm, Championship. Yes, I actually didn't like that either. I thought it was the worst possible solution to a problem. He's Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. You've had him lose as television champion before because he's won and lost the TNT title to Darby, okay? You mean to tell me, with all this talk of, hey, he's the longest reigning TNT or the tele- Ring of Honor television champion in history, which is actually kind of a feat because Jay Lethal held that title forever. Um, but you mean to tell me you couldn't figure out a way at Final Battle or whatever the next... Sh- it's probably Final Battle is probably the next show they're going to have, right? For, they, Ring uh, for Ring of Honor, yeah, yeah, it is. Or on a television or just last week, right? To get the title off of Joe, how about the how about a triple threat match where he doesn't you know take a fucking pin mm-hmm. something? Well, so the, here's so this is actually the reason why it annoyed me. Yeah, and probably it wasn't the reason it annoyed you. Yeah, it annoyed I have me a lot for, of reasons. I'm just it, starting. It annoyed me for a different reason, but yeah. Joe was like. I don't want to be a Ring of Honor champion because I want to be the AEW World Champion. Yeah. Except he's going after a guy who is the AEW World Champion 
and also so a Ring, Ring of Honor, Honor champion. champion. Yeah. So I was like, what's like, there's no, like he can do it. Why can't you do it? Like, I was like, that, that part like doesn't. I, I just was, I didn't like the fact that they basically went, hey, I'd, I'm the best television champion ever. No one's ever going to beat me. Therefore, I'm just going to lay the title in the middle of the ring. After he successfully defends the championship, too, by the way. Who did he face? I even forget. Who Keith did he face? Lee. Keith Lee, right? Okay. I hate Keith Lee. I don't think he's entertaining at all. But if you would have, and I tuned into Dynamite for that match because I went, Keith Lee is the first legit guy they've had him face in a hot minute, right? So I was like, okay, they're doing the thing with MJF where he's like, hey, I'll be your partner. Maybe Keith Lee gets a win here, right? Maybe they're going to go with Keith Lee for a little while on the Ring of Honor show. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Underutilized guy. Did you just see his record for 2023? He's like 6-1 and one for the Keith whole Lee? year. Oh, who? Keith Lee. Oh, yeah. Sure. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I'm like, oh, you've had like eight matches. Yeah. But anyway. he was off for like a whole, like, until yeah. like June or July. Isn't so. that crazy, though? Yeah. But anyway, um, but instead, nope, beats Keith Lee, chokes Keith Lee out, by the way. And then, go, so Keith Lee's dead, right? Completely useless. And then you go, yeah, I want to be the AEW world champion, so I'm going to vacate the television title. Rather than figuring out a way, because he's not, it's not imminent, right? Mm hmm. It could have been a situation of, okay, hey, look, we're going to put a fatal four-way against maybe four of the guys that you've beaten, right? And then somehow somebody else loses it, and then you go crazy, and you curb stomp every one of those guys in the match, and then you turn your sights to the to you know, to MJF or whatever like that. You yeah. could say, hey, I'm the greatest television champion. I'm so good. I didn't even lose the title. Somebody else got beat for it. I can't cover everyone's base. Whatever the shtick you want to go with, and then go with this shit feud against MJF that you're going to force me to watch. But... I just thought it was such a degrading thing to the championship. And then furthermore, an inability to go, hey, what if we make a guy here? Ring of Honor needs people. And yet you've decided to give every one of your championships to people that nobody cares about outside of the tag titles because it's around the waist of MJF. I just, it was just such a poor planning where it was like, oh, we got to get the television title off Joe, but we don't want to beat Joe. Then don't beat him, mm -hmm. but just have somebody else do it. Oh, it beyond frustrating to me. Well, you want to get to this card or do you have any other soapbox you want to get on? I was really upset and Julie was laughing. She was like, why is this making you so upset? I go, because it makes the title look like nothing, mean mm -hmm. value of nothing. And then two, you miss an opportunity to make a new star by beating Joe. Mm -hmm. I go, there's a million ways you can skin a cat here. This is the one way where you go, hey, does anybody care about this television title? No? Good. Neither do we. So we're going to lay it in the middle of the fucking ring and now we're going to have fucking Ethan Page be the new television champion and no one's going to care. Mm -hmm. Stupid. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Could have given it to Jay Lethal. Could have given it to a million other people that actually would have been like, hey, I actually care about this thing. They're on Ring of Honor television consistently. Something. Nope. Instead, we're going to shit on it and then Joe's going to lose to MJF anyway. Congratulations. Yeah. Stupid. All right, let's get to the damn show. This is actually this card, though. Excited. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be a... There's a tag match on this show that has a lot of implications that I'm actually very excited for that they just announced. I'm very excited. Right. Yeah, we will definitely get there. I yeah. think it's on here. Good um, God. That was so irritating. All right, so we will hit these non-title matches first. Gunther's just going to come in and just go, I'm, I'm the greatest intercontinental champion ever. Lay the belt in the middle of the ring. Make me lose my mind. That's what's going to happen. That's the exact same thing. It might happen. Gah! And if they do, I'll be just as pissed. <laughs> I'll be. I'll be. I'll probably be more pissed. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Uh, so we open here. We got a six-man tag action. This oh, is probably not the tag match you're talking no. about. <laughs> but, 
Uh, we got Christian Cage, Luchasaurus. Patriarchy. <laughs> Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, and Nick Wayne taking on Adam Copeland in his first pay-per-view match. Oh. <laughs> Darby Allen and Sting. It's Sting! I really hope Ric Flair's in their corner. Just throwing it I hope Ric Flair just goes full. Let's go. Him and Sting one last time. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? He's getting out there. He's going to have a stroke in the middle of the ring like he had in his last match. Did you actually watch Ric Flair's last match? Yeah. Okay. It was boring. Okay. It was terrible. (laughs) Awful. It's so bad. The actual show wasn't bad, but that actual Well, because they, they put terrible. on, like, absolute bangers around the show, <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. they said, oh, then we had a mismatch. Uh, and then we got Andrade having to carry a corpse to the ring, and then, you know, Jeff Jarrett trying to help, and Jay Lethal's yeah. like, I'm good. I'm not this good. Like, <laughs> anyway. Like, um, 90% of that match with Jay Lethal versus Andrade. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, yeah. Um... I'm going to say faces win, but I would I, say that, I, I don't yeah, like, no. Yeah, I think so too. I'm looking forward to, and here's something I will say. I'm going to be positive here. I know everyone thinks I just shouldn't AEW the whole time. The TNT title means so much right now mm-hmm. because Christian is doing such a great job. Imagine a card where you're going to see Christian versus Edge, Adam Copeland, for the TNT championship. Yeah. Tell me the last time you've had a bigger match for that title. It's probably since, what, Cody and Brody? That was like Cody, Brody, Cody and Darby had yeah. some in yeah. there. Right. But, yeah. like, that was when you were building Darby, right? Now, I thought I think Christian Darby is very big as well. They just made a event at a pay-per-view, obviously. But, like, yeah. two Hall of Fame guys, former partners, best friends, everybody knows the backstory. That's fucking huge for your third championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think it's you know really I mean? awesome. That's, yeah. that's ginormous mm-hmm. in so many levels. Yep. And I think... Uh, like I said, I think faces win, but yeah, like I, I don't think Sting loses. I imagine like Nick Wayne takes the loss here. So yeah, I, I think uh, a thousand percent. Um, yeah. yeah. Then they attack him afterwards or something, and it just happens. And then yeah, and then they. I think they do. I, they sub that. They could do Cole. that, or they could do even the heels win, but then the faces come over. You know, yeah, a, I don't think the result is going to matter nearly as much as the how we get there, and then the post match. Yeah, the you know yeah, I, mean? I think the post match of like yeah. setting up Christian and Edge exactly. is, is way more a thousand percent. Anyway. Uh, in a ladder match because we've never seen that. <laughs> <laughs> Did, they, have they ever been in a ladder match? I don't. Yeah, they have. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, once or twice, and against each other too. That's the best part. Mm, okay. For the Intercontinental Title, it's fine. Uh, a separate tag match. These ones only have two people in them, oh, though, okay. not three. So okay. not a trios. Uh, the Young Bucks taking on. We got new six man champs, by the way, for Ring of Honor. Sure. Yeah. Uh, the Young Bucks taking on the Golden Jets. This is what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. I was so really the excited. stipulations on this one. So obviously the Young Bucks back a couple months ago. Yep. Um, they won the number in case one. You cont- in case you forgot. In case you forgot, because they never brought it up since. Yep. Uh, they won number one contenderships in a four way tag that happens over there. <laughs> they won and lost the Ring of Honor six man titles all in that time. All in that time span before, like since winning that. But the Young Bucks have a number, a guarantee number one contendership. Yep. Um, if the Bucks win. Uh, the Golden Jets can't tag ever again. So this is Kenny and Jericho, and by the way. And this is Kenny and Jericho. Yep. If the Golden Jets win, they, they the steal title. that number one contender. Which I think is going to happen. Which I think is 100% And I'm happen. glad, right? And I think, okay, uh, that got me really excited. I go, oh, Jericho and, and oh, Kenny. And especially because the tag titles right now are on Ricky and Big Bill or whatever the hell his name is. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's a, team, that's a team that could lose at any time. And everybody goes, well, duh, right? Like, they're, yeah. not, they're not meant to be the tag chance for very long. Right? Yeah, yeah. Doesn't hurt Ricky or anything like that. So, I think this in the particular situation is a great scenario where you go, okay, you're kind of taking Kenny off the mainland a little bit here, right? You're doing this thing with Jericho. I think that's a great... And then you get a rematch, Jericho, Bucks, and, and Kenny and all that shit. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. Kenny with 
ex-partner versus the Bucks have always been awesome matches. Yeah. Kenny and Coda versus them. Kenny and Hangman versus the Bucks might be like the best tag oh match God. ever. I, that's probably one of the best matches I've ever seen live for sure. Yeah. That, live for sure. Oh, I think like geez. in terms of like tag team matches ever, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's one you of them. You made Hangman watchable, so there's that. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> Um, are we, have we hit uh, rematch Alley yet for the rest of the show? <laughs> we're about to okay, run into there. Great. Um, but yeah, no, I think the Golden Jets win, and I think yes, I, think I think they so probably too. end up taking the titles at the end of the year. From I would, I think that's a perfect time. I think you need to reinvest in the tag titles a little bit. I think mm-hmm. you need to kind of really freshen them up and kind of go with some higher, bigger names here. Yeah. So the first rematch of um, a few. We yeah, there's here. a lot of them. Before they announced this tag match, I went, wow, this is a lot of rematches. Yeah. We got uh, Hangman. Which is fine and, when I don't have to pay $50 a month for them. We got Hangman Adam Page taking on Swerve Strickland. So does, so does Page just get his win back here? Well, and, and so as of uh, yesterday, okay. it gets made into a Texas death match. So Page, so Page definitely, definitely is going to get his win back. Got it. Cool. Yeah. I think <clears throat> I think Swerve should win. I agree. I agree with you. You're building Swerve. And they made so the interesting part is they made a point yeah. to make the Adam Page is three and zero in yeah. Texas Death Matches in AEW. Uh, they maybe. made they made yeah. a point to say because he was like, "I'm going to challenge you because I've never lost in a Texas Death Match." Yeah. When you say it like that, right, makes me think. It makes me think. Okay, you're, you're about you, to take the L. <laughs> yeah, you you you're going to beat him. I hope I hope he. I, hope I, I think I think Swerve needs to win. Swerve is one of their most consistent guys. He's over. The whole dance he's, thing he's got going. He's got a banger of a theme song. Hilarious. I love it. Um, I really think that they really need to heavily invest in Swerve Strickland as a singles. Like I already said, I think he's going to be their first African-American heavyweight champion. I don't think that's a big of a stretch because there's not a whole lot of other black guys on the roster that are top tier. Mm-hmm. But he really could be world champion next year at some point. Yeah. I really believe that. Yeah. Oh. Depending on how the Adam Cole thing goes, but like really, he. The, I mean, he could be yeah. Adam Cole could win in yeah. the middle of the year and then yeah. lose it at right. this time next year. I think but. there's a two year gap here where like you continue to build Swerve this way or international. He's going to be a major singles champion for AEW for a long time, and he's a. I think he is going to turn into a foundational piece mm-hmm. for them going forward as a main event star. Yeah, hundred percent. So, uh, getting into some of these championship matches now. Yes. We have the AEW TBS three-way match. So oh. we got Chris Slipknot-Lander yeah. going to be defending against Julia Hart oh. and the winner of Sky Blue and Red Velvet. So Sky Blue. going over there. Um, so I think this could be a Julia Hart win. I definitely think She's so been too. getting a lot of good reactions recently. Sky Blue is kind of like they did that weird interaction with her and Julia Hart where Sky Blue's kind of taking a turn. Mm-hmm. Maybe Sky Blue helps Julia kind of get the win. I wouldn't be shocked to see a title change here. The title hasn't done a whole lot. I think the TBS title needs to go away. I don't I don't see the value in it, but all things considered, I wouldn't be shocked here. She's getting a lot of good reactions. And Julia Hart's been re- working a lot more mm-hmm. than in, like, the last two years. Yeah. In, like, the last three months. Yeah, she used to just be the person who walks out of the yeah. House of Black. Yeah, now, and now, now, she's Al- actually- now uh, Malachi or Alistair, the fuck his name is, can't get on the damn show, but she's on the show every yeah. single week. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Julia takes that. I even think maybe Sky Blue. I think Chris Taylor yeah. doesn't retain. Yeah, I don't think so either. I, I think, think one so or the other two win. I wouldn't be shocked. And that's Julia. where this championship, if they're going to keep it around, this is what it needs to be. It needs to be a, a making championship. Where it's like, hey, you know, they're getting some good reactions. The crowd's kind of behind them. They're behind the character. Let's see, right? Let's see if they follow it, right? And if mm-hmm. not, we can pivot. Yep. So uh, <laughs> recently just added as of uh, Saturday Night's Collision, we have an AEW World Tag Team 4-way match. So we have... Big Bill and Ricky Starts going to be defending their titles against FTR. What? 
the kings of the Black Throne, so Brody King and Malachi Black, and La Facion Inglable, Dralistico, and Roosh. I don't see a way where they don't come out with the titles. I think they win. I mean, okay. The only other team I think could be interesting to win is the Kings of the Black Throne. Agreed. Because if Buddy's not going to kind of be around for a minute, I think he's hurt or something. So if you're going to give the tag titles to them, I think they are a really fun duo to be a champion. Uh, FTR, I don't think, wins again because it would be weird to lose it just to win it back. And then uh, Roosh and Dralistico are kind of just like this is together. the exact same Fatal Four we did a couple years ago when uh, Jurassic Express won the titles, and you had like Undisputed Era, you had FTR in the box, and you go, "There's a lot better ways to do this, but Jurassic Express is going to retain." Mm-hmm. It's very much feels yeah, like but that. I, I will say in terms of match quality, yeah, I think this match is going to be a banger. Yeah, I do too. You I got a lot of good, good guys in yeah. here that can like do some, some high stuff. flying stuff, um, some hard hitting. You got a little dudes. bit of everything. Got some yeah. high flying, got big guys, technical. Uh, yeah. Good character work. I think this match would be a lot of fun, yeah. uh, but I don't see a title change. I don't. I don't either. I, there's no build. There's nothing to it. It very much feels like they need to. Like I said, I think they need to reinvest in the tag titles a mm-hmm. little bit. Yeah, the last couple runs here, basically since the acclaim won them, it's been kind of a shit show. Yeah. Well, Guns. I don't think FTR's reign was spectacular. They had, you know, a couple moments, and now the, these guys, it's like, eh. Uh, AEW Women's World Title Match. We got Hikaru Shida defending against Tony Storm. I can see it's going either way. Everyone's loving the Tony Storm character. I kind of like. I kind of like it's it. It's better than what she was doing before. Yeah. She's actually watchable now. I don't know if they take it off Shida. I don't know what the fascination is with Shida being the champion a million I, times. I don't either. I don't. I don't get it. I like Tony Storm's character right now, and what I really think is going to happen in this one is I think Mercedes Monet shows up at this one point and does something here. Sure. Couldn't care less, honestly. I, I know I like it's like fine, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I haven't really cared about the women's title since Britt lost it. Yeah. It was really when it like okay, and then Jamie Hader won. I was like okay, I'm back in. And then now she got hurt too. I was like, all oh, my favorites get hurt. So <laughs> yeah, everyone gets hurt and loses. So. Yeah, I'd be interested. In I what? mean, the, the, you really think about it, right where they were at, where you were main eventing with Britt and Thunder Rosa mm-hmm. in a cage for the title, and now it's like okay, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, I, all of these titles have up and downs yeah. here. So, yeah. I mean, even the, the the world title, you're like, oh, it's not in the same place as it was no, God, two no, years no. ago. So. Yeah. Um, I feel like they're they're just starting to like, it's like, okay, we're getting to that back to a peak again. Like, we're in the building phase, right? Yeah. Before it's like, okay, we're we're thriving for a second, and then we got to rebuild again. Yeah. Well, I think I think if Tony Storm takes it and Mercedes comes out and, like, challenges her. Oh, yeah, that's I cool. Her, yeah, then you jump start right back up. Yeah, again. and then if yeah. you take it and then, like, uh, Jamie Hader comes back. You get Jamie Hader, Mercedes Monet. Like I think there's a lot of bangers. Oh in yeah, there somewhere. yeah, for sure. Um, what should be the co-main event, but definitely won't end up being the co-main. I can almost guarantee we will not co-main event. Uh, the AEW International Title Match: Orange Cassidy and John Moxley. Let's try it again. <laughs> Let's one more time. John, baby. can you not get hurt? Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, John takes it. I, I don't know. Really, I'm, I'm a little conflicted. So uh, here's the thing. Should they go back to John? Yes. Yes. Just pick it back up. Are they not now because everyone thinks it's going to be John? That's prevailing in my mind a little bit now that you're pointing it out to me with, with just your eyes. I can see where your eyes were yeah. at. Yeah. With that. Um, That's exactly where I was yeah, going yeah, with yeah. it. Where it's like when you, it's one of those things where I don't think it, it's like Cody should win at Mania. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we laugh about it now, but we cried. Well, I, was, at the time. I was really sad. <laughs> um, 
No, it's just one of those things where I don't even think they care about like title history necessarily in no. the terms. But like, you've had like seven champions in the last like month. Like, can we have like someone do a little bit of a reign before you lose it I, again? I need him to drop it though. He needs to drop it because he needs to go off and do other shit. Mm-hmm. Orange does, and it's it's holding him back. Honestly, yeah. if you're trying to build him into a main eventer, you've already established the story with him as the champion, mm-hmm. right? So unless you're gonna do something new in this match, and the other thing too is you're gonna have to follow the match they just had. It's impossible. The yeah. story was there. The emotion was there. It's not going to be the same. I do think they should pivot, so I'm going to pick John to win here. Um, and I think it's just going to kind of be like, a, let's just try to repeat some magic a little bit. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Orange I, could win, though, and then we get a third one. Which Here's the thing. I don't want a third one, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I thought the first one was so good that now that we already were by circumstance, we have to get to it again because apparently we have to. I, it just, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I think I if think it goes either way, I won't be mad. Let me put it that way. Yeah. I, I just want to care about it, and right now I'm kind of like I'm waiting for you to tell me when I'm supposed to care about the title again. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, I am. Uh, I I will, I think Orange is going to win. Sure. I, I don't know what yeah. they. I don't. I, I don't think either one of them like afterwards. I don't think any of them have like a clear path of what they're going to do no. afterwards. So no. like Orange wins, they'll probably do a third. If Moxley wins. Like, I don't know where he goes with the title from there. I didn't know where he was going the first time. Yeah. So, so I, you know what I mean? I was like, I was like, I understand him beating him because yeah. he just like, he's like that, that guy yeah, who like, like kills him. He's like the final him. boss. Yeah, he's yeah. like the final boss, it felt like, to beat him. But I was like, I don't know what he was, he, like, first thing Ray Phoenix, then first thing, you know, whoever. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think we just go back to Swerve Strickland beating him at one point. Like, we should have done like seven months ago. But yeah, I agree with you. I think a, I, a hundred million thousand percent. I think Swerve yes. Strickland should win this match, go into that G1 thing, mm-hmm. win that, yeah. and then challenge the international champion and beat him and just be like, all right, here we go. Done. Give Mike the award. Yeah. Booker of the year. Sounds good. Uh, AEW world title match. Main event. Better main uh, Well, main event. That's oh, you know what be. we didn't talk about? Oh, the pre-show? Yeah. Yeah, Joe and uh, MJF thing. Yeah. Is that... Versus, well, it's, it's going to be Joe and MJF, yeah. yeah. Versus the guns, where I think the guns should win, but... Yeah, I don't think the guns are going to win. I don't think so, but I think they should. Yeah. Get the, yeah, honestly, you know what I would do if I, if I was AEW? Mm-hmm. You know what I would do? I would give all the Ring of Honor titles to Bullet Club Gold. Yeah. Like, like, in, like in all honesty, sure. right? Like... If Jay White can beat Eddie Kingston and no one's going to blink an eye, Juice win the television title, especially now with this, I'm assuming, tournament, battle royal, whatever the fuck you want to do, right? And the Guns win the tag titles. You have a big faction that can claim some some class here and be like, hey, we're, we're the guys, right? We're kings of Ring of Honor. Just to set up for final battle where you we establish guys or whatever. Like, it seems like if you're going to have a faction who just loses all the time, maybe just let's give them some clout here, right? <laughs> um, yeah. I, I think MJF and mystery partner yeah win, win. I, I think okay. it's just too important to the story still i'm still thinking waiting to pull the trigger on how do we get the titles off of them yeah right and i don't think that's necessarily like and I'm granted, if they use my idea that i just came up with right now because i'm a super genius and they just go bullet club gold for everything then maybe the guns win it but i don't think the guns winning does anything for anybody it, it just kind of puts the titles back in purgatory Yep. Um, you know I mean? No, I, I get that. I yeah. was. I. I, just, I don't. I don't like if they did it. I, I go, don't know where okay, they're going. Cool. As long as there's a story and there's a reason behind them losing, I don't want him to just lose. If that makes no, sense. No, no, that's totally fair. Yeah. I just. It's one of those things where, if, like, if you told me Abco comes back in like February, yeah. I say hold the titles. Yeah. If I have to wait till like June, yeah, it's tough. I it's tough. like just drop them as soon as you can. I don't. <laughs> I don't really care that much. This whole Ring of Honor tag team thing doesn't mean that much to me right. and i think it would actually be more impactful if they he lost them mm-hmm. and that's kind of why adam cole was like you know what 
screw you because you said you were going to hold them this yeah. whole time. Like, I don't know, just do something yeah. with that. I, I think it's know. a good story to be like, he's been working his ass off and he's beat to shit because he's been defending the tag titles basically by himself. And then Adam Cole comes in and then basically yeah, picks sure. the bones. You know, there's a lot of different ways you can skin a cat, obviously. So, <sighs> is what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so anyway, so this main event, this, yep. this was a whole while. Mm-hmm. Uh, MJF and Jay White, I think there's like no world. No, God, no. An, an earthly God Mm-mm. that he wins, that Jay White wins. I think it has to be MJF. No, MJF wins. I don't necessarily think this match is going to be great. I'm a little worried. Yeah, I, I think the ma- well, so here's, here's the problem I yeah. have, is Jay White yeah. in ring to me yeah. has never really been that guy. No. And I like I don't know if that's like a hot take or something, but like, so. but like when he would go up against like a Bushi in the main events of Wrestle Kingdoms, I'm like, they, like they go for like 40 minutes, and before I'm like, they do anything before they actually do something because Jay White's a story guy. Yeah. He's not really like that's why I thought in WWE he'd be awesome because he can tell good stories. AEW is like the go 45 minutes only hit moves on people. They don't really do stories that much. Mm-hmm. I feel like WWE is like all storytelling almost all the time, yeah. and so I was like, I I just don't. Yeah. Him and MGF are gonna like tell a story, but like I feel like there's just gonna be more talking than moves. Yes, I know. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like Jay White's gonna have him on the ground and be like, "Yeah, I got you. I hate you. Yeah. You suck." And MGF's gonna go, "You suck too." Let me throw quarters at you or something. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. They're yeah. gonna do something, and then MGF's gonna come back and, and like and make King it work. Kick King Roo kick and like all that stuff. But I'm like, I just don't think Jay White is the in ring guy that I think. No, I, here's it. the thing. I don't think so either, and I don't. I think they both. Fill the same role, exactly. They run the, they're the heel, right? Yeah. So it's like you fill the same spot. Now MJF's going to play babyface, and I think he's going to do a fine job at it. But their styles are working heel. You, you need you need yeah. the one like workhorse to work yeah. with them, exactly. And that's how you get the like when Brian right. works with MJF, right? It's it like works. magic, yeah. Because you look once at the look at MJF's guy. entire run, right? Cody, Punk, Cole, Brian. You know, even even like the Darby. Uh, Jungle Boy, Sammy four thing, where you had four guys where you're just going, it's it's all built off of one another. It's not the same level where you're going, okay, Jay White's also would be the beneficiary of said talent with them, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't think, too, I don't think the story is very strong to begin with. It very much feels like, how do we, okay, Cole's hurt, we got to get to full gear somewhere. Let's, Jay White, steal the belt. And that's how we're going to get the feud, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's it, right? And obviously, I know Jay White got the win on, in that tag match or like that, so it's like you've added a little bit of credibility. There is in no realm of any universe that Jay White wins this match. Mm-hmm. I don't think he should. I don't think he's hot right now. And, 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 that, and that's the only problem with me. Yeah. It's like a lot of these matches that we talked about, yeah. I do kind of think are kind of 50-50s, yeah. which makes it fun. Like the orange Moxley, mm-hmm. even though we're yeah. like, Moxley Swerve probably and Hangman. Out, Swerve and Hangman. The tag the match. The tag match. Like all these matches where I'm like, they could get moments where I'm like, oh, they might win here or right. the Bucks can win here, even right. though I don't think you're going to end on a very flat note. Unless the, there's something during it, during the finish, post something that advances this bigger story that's kind of yeah. happening in the backdrop. Maybe I just like don't believe in any world there's a point where Jay White's covering MGF. I go, that's it, right? I don't believe there's ever going to be a moment. And there. I think it's also hurting me a little bit that I feel like Joe is just the next guy, yeah, and I don't look forward to and, that. And 
I think they set the story up at the wrong time because they have Joe and Wardlow, but they don't necessarily want like the title. They want no. to be MJF for the title. Right. So if Jay White wins, like, they're well, like, well, I guess right. I'll still win the title. Well, it's not as fun. Yeah. They did the Wardlow thing a couple weeks ago. And I go, well, that's out of fucking nowhere. And like, I haven't seen Wardlow in months. Yeah. He, uh, you missed that boat by like, Two, Two years. years. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, okay. Well. But like, that's the thing. It's just like all these people want MJF. Like right. Kenny Omega wants MJF. Yeah. Warlow wants MJF. Like all these guys want MJF. They right. don't really care about the, the title and Jay White. So if Jay White was to win, they're like, like Warlow's like, I still just want to beat you up though. Yeah, right. Which would and make they, no and, sense. And, and, you know? and honestly, if you're looking at it from an overarching standpoint where you go, hey, MJF was the devil, right? He calls himself the devil. So he screwed everybody over to get to the top. So now that he's kind of turned on this new leaf right? Where we're like, hey, I like having friends and all this shit, right? It makes sense in the sense of when we get the reveal of who this group is and he finally drops the title, that I think is a good story because you go, you screwed everybody over to get to the top, right? You screwed your own faction over, Mm -hmm. right? You did all this stuff to win the world title. Well, now you don't have the title, you're by yourself. Nobody likes you, right? Everyone's turning on you. That's why I think it has to be Adam Cole because exactly. it turns on him. Yeah. Right. So it's like it's one of those situations where the only person you could trust was me, and I have never liked you either, right? I just wanted the championship. And then you get that massive comeback hero story. It's going to be massive. Right? It will be, yeah. Yeah. But I agree with you where you're like, it's getting to the point where this, the championship, once again, is playing secondary to the character, which is another reason why this match is suffering. Because it's more about, it's like, they're trying to make it about the championship, right? But it's like, but Jay White's done nothing to warrant mm-hmm. getting the championship. It's yeah. just, you know, but then everything else behind it, and the thing you keep emphasizing is, well, MJF, everything MJF touches, it goes to shit. Okay, the acclaimed help him. Okay, we're going to blow the acclaimed up, right? We're going to do all these things. The championship is secondary. He's not even with the, he's not even seen with the belt because you took it away from him. Like, yeah, everything. Yeah, like weird. when he walked out to fight Kenny, and I was just so confused, by the way. I was so confused when he did the title offense against him and Garcia. I was like, oh shit, I forgot. Jay's got the physical possession yeah, of, of the, the belt. belt. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like he walked out against Kenny and I was like, he has the Ring of Honor tag title on him right now. I, yeah. was like, I was like, did they just like mess that up? And I was like, oh no, he just doesn't have it. Yeah. Which then fundamentally looks stupid because like, here's the world title match. Kenny won the world championship. Hold on, let's go get it from that other guy. <laughs> yeah, look what happens if you want it. TNA did that one time. They were crowning a television champion, and they didn't have the physical belt mm-hmm. in sight, so they just repurposed an old world title and gave it to Samoa Joe, but they never showed. He looked at it, but he never showed the face of the championship yeah. to the camera because it wasn't the right belt. That's so funny. Fucking hilarious. Um, yeah, so like I said, I think this show is going to be good. I think there's going to be a lot of good shit on here. Yeah. Listen, it terms, fe- does feel a little rematch city a little in, bit. In terms of like on paper, comparatively yeah. to some of the other ones. It, hey, well, the world title is main eventing the pay-per-view. That's step one. So that's, you know. Yeah. First two well, shows, well, the last two shows. Survivor Series isn't going to have a world champion on the show, so that's true. Well, hey, listen, War Games, it's happening, buddy. It's happening. Uh, Seth Rollins, the hodgepodge of babyface is going to beat the faction. It's going to drive me nuts. Yeah, my my silence is yeah is there for that. Yeah, Roman Reigns is like, let's be real. Survivor Series is not a core four anymore. Yeah. It hasn't been for like 30 years. Yeah. So like, well, like, Roman's like, I'm not going to be on it. And then you're going to put your other world champion in, in war games. games. And I said, main event the show. Yeah. And I'm like, that just sounds terrible. I don't know what else they're going to do besides that and another women's war games where I go, what is going to be on this yeah, show well, that gonna, I give a shit? You're going to have that Gunther match that he's going to kill. Oh, someone the Miz? In. Yeah. He's going to yeah. beat the Miz. Yeah. Which something wasn't like that. even supposed to happen. Uh, it's bad. It's all bad. It's 
fine. I'm looking forward to covering that show in a couple weeks. Anyway, that's gonna be it for this week's show. Next week, uh, we're obviously gonna be talking. We're gonna be previewing Michigan Ohio State. That's really gonna be the big dog conversation. I think next week is really getting into that game. Uh, we're gonna talk Lions post Thanksgiving uh, in a couple weeks as well because they'll be playing on Thanksgiving. So obviously we'll have times to do another Lions check in. Hopefully they're nine and two. That'd be spectacular. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's gonna be it for this week's show. On behalf of the Missing Wheelman, he's the Merck, so Mike Merkel. I'm the Mouth Michigan Robin Dega. We will see you guys as always next time.